So from the past two weeks, we have been studying other exercises that says empowered to witness. We are empowered to witness. Last week we spoke empowered to witness chapter two. Empowered to witness, the Bible says Jesus, when he spoke to his disciples in the book of John, he said, When the Holy Spirit, the helper, the spirit of truth comes, who proceeds from the Father, he will draw up, he will tell you all about Jesus, and he will also be able to tell everyone about Jesus. So the Holy Spirit will witness to us so that we can be able to witness to others. He will tell us about Jesus, he will tell others about Jesus. He will be minister to us about Jesus, he will be minister to others about Jesus. Why? The Holy Spirit reveals who Jesus is. Once Jesus is revealed to us, we will be able to reveal who Jesus is to others. So hopefully, we have the Holy Spirit to tell us about Jesus so that we can tell others about Jesus. Then Jesus promised his disciples and said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will have power to do what? To be able to witness to me where in Jerusalem, all Samaria, and Judea, and to the ends of the earth. What is he saying? Jerusalem is a city. So we have a city to city members. He says to Samaria, to Judea, there are provinces. It is a province to province assignment. He says, even to the ends of the earth, it is a global assignment. So, family, we have a global assignment to tell people about Jesus. When God wants to represent us, He found people who are supposed to do well. What is the way? To tell people about Jesus. But they could not do the way because Jesus was not yet in their lives. It is only after Jesus came into their lives, they received the Holy Spirit, that they were able to do the work that is supposed to be done. Maybe I want you to know that as believers, as children of God, we have a common assignment to tell everyone about Jesus. As all the believers, children of God, we all have a common assignment to tell everyone about Jesus. So we do not have any reason to neglect the duty that God has so much trusted us with. Family, God wants someone to be his mouthpiece. God wants someone to be his speech. God wants someone to be his eyes, his ears. The apostle God decided and said, I will go for God. Only when he went for God, that he was able to determine that there is a need in emphasis. The apostle Paul went and supplied help to perfect the need. After the need was fed, then they were able to tell everyone about Jesus. So family, we have the job to tell everyone about Jesus. Now, on Friday, on Easter, we had a special online service through Facebook. Tonight, the message will also be on YouTube. So what is what was happening? In the book of First Corinthians, chapter two, the verse chapter two, the apostle Paul says, "I have made up my mind to forget about everything else except for Jesus and His death on the cross." Do you see that before we do God's work, we must have made up our mind to forget about everything 
except Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. What am I saying? How many there were other options that the Apostle Paul could have decided for? But the Apostle Paul says, in the midst of everything else that I have been offered, that I can tell these people in Corinth, I am choosing to forget what? Everything else except for Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. The Apostle Paul had decided. No one decided for him. The Apostle Paul was determined. No one determined for him. The Apostle Paul chose. The Apostle Paul, he said, I am resolute, I am fit, I am firm. Nothing can make me change my decision about this decision I am making. I am absolutely going to forget everything except for this one thing, Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. Probably the Apostle Paul had many things that he could choose, but he chose Jesus Christ and nothing else. So probably it is our choice when we have opportunities to go to different places, that when we get them about to tell people about the virus, how it is affecting people and infecting people, which is our choice. Remember, everyone in life reacts based on what they know. If they know more about the global pandemic, they are going to react more based on what the global pandemic is doing. If they know more about Jesus, they are going to respond more about what Jesus is going to do. So, we are all about what we know. If we do not know anything, then we do not have anything to worry about. But we stand to be in danger because we might find ourselves in wrong places at the wrong time. But when we know, when we have information, that information is able to benefit us. So the Apostle Paul says, I made up my mind. I decided. I was determined. I concluded. When there are many other things that we choose, he says, I chose to forget everything. What is everything? Everything is everything because that is what everything is. Everything is everything in truth. He chose, when the Apostle Paul came across miracles signs and wonders. He came across the most powerful apostles in his life. He, he, he came across people being saved after he ministered the message about Jesus Christ. But he chose to forget about everything else except for Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. Hallelujah. So we need to make up our mind. If we have made up our mind on wrong things, we need to make up our mind on right things. Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. That is why he paid the penalty for our sins. He paid it full. There is no outstanding debt. No, the shells are packed with salvation. All that we need to do is to get our own. Jesus paid the full price. There is no amount outstanding for our salvation. That's why Paul chose Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. The Apostle Paul chose Jesus Christ and his redemption. Chose Jesus Christ and his healing. Chose Jesus Christ and his deliverance. He chose Jesus Christ and his price that he has paid on the cross so that he can secure a place for us in heaven. Hallelujah. What can we do to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives? All that we need is to demonstrate our faith. When we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, we will be God's children by 
Jesus because he is Jesus. He wants to make sure that they get the point. Until you get the point, you will never be able to move to another stage in life. Jesus says, do you have any food? He's asking them, do you have anything to eat? Can a ghost eat? Can a spirit eat? And they said, oh, we only have some fish and oil. Then they gave him some fish and oil. Then the Bible says, Jesus ate. Can a ghost eat? No, these are incredible proofs that Jesus is showing that I am resurrected. As I said, this house will be destroyed. And within three days, this house will be raised again. These are things that happen. Look, before this things happen, the Bible says, this before this passage was given, the Bible says, then Jesus opened their minds so that they can understand. Before Jesus resurrected, the disciples could not have revelation. Before Jesus was resurrected, the disciples could not see. Before Jesus had resurrected, the disciples could not sense. Before Jesus resurrected, they could not dissect. But Jesus, before this passage of scripture, Jesus opened their understanding so that they can see their way. Because he had walked with them for so long, three years of his ministry, but still they could not see anything. Family Christ is now in his third year. I don't know if you see yet, but I want to pray for you in the midst of the Lord and God this global pandemic. I pray that may the Lord open your mind so that you can understand. Jesus spoke with them, but yet they could not see. But after Jesus opened their understanding, then they could see that oh, this is Jesus' man. I cannot even be able to see the spirit. I will not see the ghost, but I will see his flesh. I will see that this is Jesus who is resurrected. I will see him eat. There is no ghost that can eat. It is only the resurrected Christ that can eat. Family, after Jesus resurrected, he opened the mind of the disciples so that they can be able to see. So, family, I want you to be able to see so that you can be able to live a successful Christian life, a successful believer's life. Jesus says, now, after I have opened your mind to understand, then Jesus shows them that this is what needs to happen. Jesus says to them, he says, and the total life change through forgiveness of sins is proclaimed in his name to one nation. Now he's beginning to give them assignments. After he resurrected, he says a total life change can only come through repentance and forgiveness of sin. So, how many people in the world they want a total life change, but they don't want to repent? What is to repent? To repent is to acknowledge that I am wrong. There is no one who can forgive you when you do not say, I am sorry. So, Jesus says, we need to go to the world and say, their forgiveness comes from them recognizing that they are wrong. Yeah. So if we recognize that we are wrong, we will be able to get help. That is what Jesus is saying. He is saying, now that I am resurrected, before I ascend to the Father, you are the ones who are supposed to do the work from where I am living on. But now, before you go to do the work, Jesus gives them a secret that will help them to be empowered to witness. Jesus gave them, gave, gave them the assignment. And he says, when you are going to go and 
judge the world that the total marriage comes from repentance and forgiveness. He says he will start going from here. Where is here? It is in Jerusalem. So where are we going to start ministering about Jesus? We are going to start here and going out. He says he will start in Jerusalem. He says you are the first to hear and see. What did they hear and see? They had, they had experienced believing in Jesus, what he can do in your life. They are the first to hear and see. Now they are witnesses. What are they witnesses for? They are witnesses for the life of Jesus. So we are empowered to do what? To witness. That's why we say empowerment is not about the person who is empowered. Empowerment is about the one who empowers. That's why when the Holy Spirit comes upon your life to empower you, it is not going to be about you, but it is going to be about the one who empowers you. The Holy Spirit tells you about Jesus that you can tell people about Jesus. You are empowered so that you can make it about the one who empowers you. It is nothing about us, but it is everything about who? Jesus, the one who empowers us. So, family, Jesus is the reason. God will not walk you in the ground. Family, I want you to know that crucifixion will not stop you from fulfilling the law. Actually, when they crucified him, they pierced him on the side. Family, I want you to know they were actually assisting in facilitating the fulfillment of this law. When you come across challenges in life, you must not consider that this is the end. No, it is not the end. It is a continuation of what we have come to do in the world. You are the source of hope. How can you be a source of hope if you have never gone through anything? Actually, people who go through things is people who are in this world. People who are no more in this world, they are not worried about challenges. They are not worried about difficulties. They are not worried about problems. When we come across challenges, difficulties, problems, it does not mean that we start. No, it is just that we can be a source of hope to the world. That we have someone who has, that's what we are going to witness to the world. The world needs to know Jesus, but the world cannot know Jesus from people who do not know Jesus. So, now, why are we empowered to witness? We are empowered to witness so that we can be able to tell a story from pastoral knowledge. It is a story from pastoral knowledge that you can understand. When you tell others about what Jesus has done in your life, which is also evident to others that this is what Jesus has done in this person's life, that is what changes and changes life. Family, lives can be totally changed when we tell people about Jesus Christ and his death on the cross and what he has done for us and Family, Jesus is alive to help men to stay alive that he can achieve through his disciples doing the work that must be done. So he is alive so that many can stay alive. But that today can be achieved through his disciples, believers, Christians, Christ-like people going out there and telling people that God worry this not the end. This is just the beginning. Where is the beginning? Find Jesus. Make him Lord and Savior of life. That is the beginning. It is the new chapter in everyone's life. So the disciples must go and preach throughout the world. They must preach the name of Jesus. They, the Bible says a total life change comes through for repentance and forgiveness of sins. If 
our own way. We are not going to make a name for ourselves. No, that shows that we are going because we have delegation of authority. Jesus has delegated us. That's why when I come to your house, I will say, if my wife has sent me, I will come and say, my wife has sent me to come and do what you like. So that shows that, that I have been delegated. I'm only going to do what I have been sent to do. So now Jesus has sent us to go and tell people about you. Why do we go and tell people anything else other than what we have been sent to do? So Jesus says they will go and preach repentance and forgiveness in the name of Jesus. That is the seed, it is proof. Who is it that has sent me here? What? Well, people are not going to believe you because you cannot say that. Yeah. But they are going to believe in the one who has sent you. Because it's the one who says people. <laughs> so we go and preach in the name of Jesus. This can only happen when we make up our mind to forget everything except Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. When we go, delegate This is because there is not any other name that saves except for the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is the only name that can save us. No any other name. There is no any other thing that has been prescribed that can save the world. From, 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 from death. The only name that can take people back into a relationship with God is the name of Jesus. So the disciples are witnesses to this without a doubt. They will have a story from personal knowledge. They will preach what they know. Jesus, who they know. We are going to tell people about Jesus who we know. Not Jesus who we have heard of. The one that we know, the one we have encountered, the one that we have had a meeting with unexpected one day in our lives. That's the one we are going to tell the world about. The key moment to successfully fulfill the ministry it is when they are empowered. What is this empowerment coming from? The Bible says, now listen to this. It says, what comes next? That is verse 49. It's very important. I'm sending what the Father has promised to you. So stay in the city until you arrive, until you are equipped with the power of the Father, until you are empowered by the Holy Spirit. Before you go and you tell people about a total life change that comes through repentance and forgiveness, you must have waited in the city. In Jerusalem, what did he say? You must stand here in Jerusalem. You must start where you are and begin to preach back. You cannot start until you receive the promise from the Father. You will be a with power. You will have the ability to go and tell people about Jesus. How is this ability coming? This ability comes through the mighty Holy Spirit, who Jesus is sending so that we can be able to witness. He will empower us through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Yes. Okay, we need the Holy Spirit in order to go and represent the Father. They must be empowered to witness how. First, we wait in Jerusalem. Hallelujah. For the promise until we are equipped from one another. This is teaching us again. Where does the Holy Spirit come from? The Holy Spirit comes from one another. The Holy Spirit comes from the Father. It is a promise from whom? 
from the Father. So the Holy Spirit comes from heaven. Hallelujah. So when you are here, you are empowered to witness. You cannot witness until you are empowered. So the Holy Spirit tells us about Jesus, is empowering us about Jesus, then we can tell others about Jesus. They are empowered by the Holy Spirit to witness. So people like, why don't you know what the day of Pentecost, which was the 50th day after Jesus' crucifixion, which was from day 14 after Jesus has ascended, after Jesus was resurrected. Day 14, Jesus ascended to heaven. Now, on the day of Pentecost, which is day number 10 from this ascension, so 14 plus 10 is what? It's 50. So it is celebration of what? Of the 50th. That is called Pentecost. So this family is just repeating what was said in the Old Testament because the Old Testament is the New Testament given, and the New Testament is the Old Testament. Remember after the children of Israel were delivered from Egypt, they had to cross over the Red Sea after they were delivered. On the 50th day, that is when they first celebrated the day of Pentecost. That is the 50th. After what? After the Lord was slaughtered. After Jesus was crucified, Jesus, 50 days late, they had to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost. So, the Lamb crucified in the Old Testament pointed us to this Lamb that was crucified in the New Testament. After this Lamb was crucified in the Old Testament, on the 50th day, they celebrated the day of Pentecost. Now, after this Lamb in the New Testament was crucified, on the 50th day, they celebrated the day of Pentecost. That was pointing us all along to the day when this will be fulfilled, that they will eventually receive family. <laughs> The Holy Spirit. Why? On the judgment they were celebrating God because they also received the child of Advent, which they saw on two tablets of stone. But now, in the New Testament, those two tablets, they are no longer of stones, but they are in our hearts, they are in our minds. So, what happened then was pointing us to what was going to happen. Through Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want you to know that that day with Jesus has promised his disciples that I will empower you to witness that day in which we Now, this day for me and you is always awaiting the day we receive the Holy Spirit, then we will start to tell people about Jesus. Probably it will not matter where you are. Even when you go to visit a home, if I have one home, one that I will be doing is to tell people about Jesus. So it does not matter where you will be. It doesn't matter who your friends are. It doesn't matter who you come into contact with. You are empowered to witness. We are able to witness when the Holy Spirit comes upon our lives. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive one power. Then you will be witnesses. You are empowered to witness. He says, Wait, you will start in Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit came when they were in Jerusalem. They were celebrating the day of Pentecost in Jerusalem. It was who came from different times, parts of the world. When they came, the 120 were waiting in the upper room. For what? For the fulfillment of the promise. Who gave the promise? Jesus gave the promise. The promise eventually came. I want you to know that whatever God has promised you in this way, it will eventually happen. Now, how do you wait for what God has promised? The Bible says that they were praying in the upper room. Now, when we look at 
thought the Holy Spirit probably we are wasting our time and other people's time. So we must have the Holy Spirit. Jesus was saying, I will give the license to operate. The Holy Spirit is the license to operate. It says, not go until you go to the traffic department to get the driver's license. You need a driver's license. Don't go before you go to overpass before you cross that wall. That is what Jesus is saying. Don't move until you have what you require in order to move ahead. Now, when you have a passport and you cross the border and you go to another country, you have diplomatic immunity. They cannot do anything for you there because you have a card that shows where you are coming from. You have been telling me why you are there, don't embarrass us. Because you are representing the country where you are coming from. So when we go outside, probably, we must know we are representing God's kingdom. When you come across people, you must know you are representing God's kingdom. Hallelujah. That passport is very important. Whatever you do, you must consider that passport. Yeah. It is nothing about us as individuals, but it is everything about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What heaven wants to do for many can be done harmoniously, consistently, in unity with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When we have the Holy Spirit in our lives, Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit summarizes to operate and it gives us protection. When we have a customer to go to another county, whatever happens, it can come to you, go or wherever they are searching houses, all you do is produce. That diplomatic document. It makes you immune from anything. So that, that the Holy Spirit will protect you. The Holy Spirit will protect you. Hallelujah. So then we make this confession and say the Holy Spirit is our license to operate. Hallelujah. So well, let me just go through this verse and then we will be going to Holy Communion. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 3. I will read from the Christian standard, children's standard Bible. It says, Therefore, I want you to know that no one speaks, speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is cursed. And no one can say Jesus is God except by the Holy Spirit. So the verse, the part, the passage that I want to to bring an enlightenment uh, about here is that no one can say Jesus is God except by the Holy Spirit. But before that it says, no one who has the Holy Spirit can say Jesus is Christ. You can never speak anything bad about Jesus when you have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Why? Because the Holy Spirit reveals the truth about Jesus in life. That you will be able to tell others the truth about Jesus. So you cannot say anything bad about Jesus. God's kingdom when you have the Holy Spirit. So that was to stay harmonious, consistent, and in unison with what everyone to achieve in our So it continues and says, What number B of this verse? And no one can say Jesus is God except by the Holy Spirit. No one can say Jesus is God if not influenced by the Holy Spirit. So the Lordship of Jesus Christ can be recognized by someone who has the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit helps us to recognize the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We need the Holy Spirit to speak about Jesus, and that can bring a total life change in people's lives. There is no one who can say Jesus is God except by the Holy Spirit. 